All right, let's move on to uh, Airbnb. If you're planning a vacation this summer, you might uh, be using Airbnb. I'm a big fan of Airbnb. When I traveled around Europe, I used Airbnb. So I'm not one of the people that thinks that Airbnb is a horrible uh, company. Uh, But it is definitely um, a large player in the short-term rental sector. And it's it's been accused by critics of snapping up multiple properties and running them like ghost hotels and further reducing the amount of affordable rental housing in the city. That's from uh, cbc.ca. I just put out an article on the new Toronto Airbnb rules, which would require hosts to live at the property they are listing. We're currently uh, waiting on a call from Tracy Cook, who is, uh, I believe, the executive director of the city's municipal licensing and standards division. She's going to talk about the new proposals. Um, I don't think that the uh, air, you can blame the housing crisis and uh, the re- reduction of affordable housing squarely on Airbnb's shoulders. Now, I know there's a lot of places like Barcelona, uh, the city uh, in, in Spain had this massive march because what's going on is so many people understand that, you know, the tourist areas uh, are, you know, that's where you want to be. And that's where you'd like to stay if you go to these places. So they have uh, marched against Airbnb and have um, they're trying to keep any kind of uh, short term rental out of those areas. Because what they're finding is, you know, the Airbnb goes into the, the areas and then slowly the good businesses that were there for the people that live there on a full time business, a uh, full time basis, like the butchers and the uh, bakers, they all move out. And so you end up with this very hollow area that used to the tourists want to stay in because it was, you know, the epicenter of everything that was cultural and interesting and, you know, uh, said Spain to them. Now they're finding it's um, it just doesn't have that flair anymore. So uh, they've been uh, there's been a little bit of a backlash there. And I'm I'm not sure where they they sit with that because I frankly don't live in Barcelona. So I haven't been following it that closely, but I thought it was interesting uh, that that is uh, one of the consequences of you know, having Airbnb in your city that you're, you know, the areas that used to be, um, I guess the um, epicenters of local flair now, not so much. Uh, So the city's municipal licensing and standards division released a series of new proposals. One of the things being banning people from listing units where they don't live. Another being uh, zoning, amending zoning bylaws to create a separate category called short-term rental. We'll ask about that. Licensing companies like Airbnb and others, I guess that would be your, you know, there are other companies that are like um, holiday rentals or property rentals. Pardon me, Chris? All right. Tracy's calling in now. Good. Uh, They're also starting a registry of anyone operating a short-term rental unit. And uh, Tracy Cook is on the line with us right now. Tracy, welcome to the program. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for uh, giving us the opportunity. Thanks for being here. Um, now, one of the things that you guys are, uh, one of the proposals, the recommendations in this proposal is, is banning uh, people from listing units where they don't live, and that is to avoid these ghost hotels. Is that correct? You know, uh, Well, you could frame it that way. I'd rather say we're looking at uh, providing permission for people to use their primary residences to operate in this way. So this is you know, the approach is about balancing the interest people have to participate in this activity uh, with the concerns that we do have about the commercialization of residential homes. So I'm not a big fan of the word banning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, it's more around uh, enabling where it makes sense and where it uh, can be reasonably. But if, if, you, if it has to be your primary uh, residence, then you kind of essentially are banning the practice. 
Well, I think what we're saying is that residential properties are residential properties, and if somebody wants to operate a hotel, there is a mechanism by which they can do that, and there are land permissions that allow for that type of thing. Um, so, you know, we're, we know this is very difficult, and mm -hmm. a lot of people are, are participating um, in providing or utilizing people's homes as a home sharing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think a lot of the narrative around this has been around that home sharing, yeah. not alternative hotels. It's a misnomer when you're talking about buying a condo as an investment and saying, okay, I'm going to rent this out on Airbnb. Yeah, that, 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 that is home sharing, and it, right. that's not home sharing. So, you know, we're trying to be true to uh, a number of, in, of interests. As you know, everybody's got an opinion about how things should or should not be. I think the real important point here is we recognize this is an, uh, something that people have an interest in providing. It's something that people have an interest in participating in as guests as well. At the same time, uh, you know, we, we, have, we have land use permissions, and we have residential properties and residential areas for residential use. We have areas for commercial use and hotels so you know try to uh we tried to be i think uh in these these uh, proposed regulations uh which you know mindful we are going back out for consultation mm -hmm. to get some more input from folks and see what they think um is balance all of these interests um you know we have to maintain the, the integrity of our communities of our neighborhoods and at the same time give people uh, free opportunity because and, and that's one of the things I was talking about before I got you on the phone is the fact that Barcelona you know they're worried about the integrity of their neighborhoods being uh, quashed by all these you know people wanting to you know turn it into like basically there's hotels and here's your city but you know all the local businesses are leaving because you know they're not about the short-term visitor um, that said you know uh, the Airbnb is benefiting tourism generates uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue for the city of Toronto each year what, what did you look at to form your recommendations other jurisdictions or industries uh, well you know both so certainly we do look at what other cities are doing and I think we we do bear in mind that this is still you know in the context of technology certainly things move quickly um, this is relatively new ish and we don't know fully what impacts are as it's as it's been growing over the years uh, so yes we do look at other jurisdictions across north america across europe see what they're doing how they're approaching things it's new for everyone so it's very difficult to say uh, you know, point to one particular city and say, that's the system that works for us. Hmm. I don't know how new it is for everyone. I have to say, you know, even when I was backpacking around in the 90s, you could always rent a hotel. It's the Airbnb, the, the uh, connecting everybody online is the new thing. Well, yeah, it, it's, you're absolutely right. It's not new, this notion of somebody staying at a, at a yeah, property. Yeah, a pension or a... Scale. Yeah, it's the scale and, and how widespread it's happening. If it was an occasional lodger or boarder in someone's home, we wouldn't be having this dialogue, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's the technology's enabled people to connect and facilitated this type of a transaction that uh, is in some areas happening with a, a great deal of frequency such that it may be impacting the quality of the neighborhood and how, the residential neighborhoods. How much res uh, responsibility do you think Airbnb shoulders for, you know, reducing affordable housing in the city? You know, we got asked to look at that, and I think we, you know, it's really a challenge because we can't quantify, uh, you know, the proportion that Air the Airbnb type of activity may be uh, relative to the whole affordable housing issue. I mean, we have an affordability and an availability of housing challenge, and there's a whole lot of things that are contributing to that. Mm -hmm. The Airbnb and those properties being used for short-term rental is a piece, but it's certainly not what's caused our issue. Right? I mean, I, I'd love to find the person who can crack the, uh, 
crack the answer on, on what we need to do to fix that global issue. I want to talk about what, just to, to interrupt that sure. thought, because, you know, we could, you're right. It's, that's hard to know what is causing this, uh, you know, the fact that our housing is, has gone up so much. Yes. But um, let's talk about one of the things that stands out the most in your recommendation, taxing short-term rentals um, at up to 10% compared to the suggested 4% for hotels. Um, why do you think they should pay more? So just for clarity, um, the issue around the, per- the rate of taxation was actually a motion that came from one of our councillors. Uh, I can't, I just off the top of my head, I don't recall if it was through the executive committee process or budget committee process where a broader discussion around lodging tax or hotel tax was happening. Uh, and I believe it was Councillor Cressy commented about, uh, you know, if hotels are at 4%, then the short-term rentals should be at 10%. And that was over a year ago. Uh, So we, myself and MLS, we're working with our partners in corporate finance, and ultimately will be a council decision on what, if any, and to what extent taxation is applied. But what was the reasoning for that? You know, well, there's no reasoning for us. You know, my thinking is it's got to be, and I don't want to put words in the councillor's mouth, uh, but at the time when this was passed, there was a lot of this commercialization of these rentals, and it was that challenge against the hotel industry who pays a commercial rate of tax, pays you know, all those other regulatory costs, and others who are operating, as, as has been coined, the ghost hotels, are simply paying a residential rate. Mm-hmm. So my, my belief was that there was trying, he was trying to recognize that there is some leveling of uh, playing field, though I, I don't use that term loosely uh, because it's very difficult to level playing fields, as we know. But I think his intention was to say that there needs to be some balance between what the commercial operators are doing and those who are using residential properties in a commercialized way, and that needs to recognize the difference in taxation. Well, why would that be in the recommendation then when you when you have the idea in the recommendation that you can't, you'll stop people from listing units where they don't live? You have to live there. Wouldn't it just cancel cancel that out? Well, and that's going to be your great question, and that's certainly going to be part of the conversation when the report goes forward with recommendations and that type of an assessment of, okay, now we understand the type of regime that we will permit for short-term rental in the city, and if that is principal residence only, and it's not the commercialized units in residential uh, properties, then that will be the discussion council has. You know, when the motion uh, was made, it was really done in a vacuum because we had not had the conversation mm. as a city. What is this going to look like? So, you know, we're trying to be, um, trying to include everything. When could we see these, these recommendations become a reality? Well, we, uh, we are going to be going back out with some consultation and give people some opportunity to input. I believe we're, we're targeting around October uh, to report back to uh, the appropriate committees on the outcomes, mm-hmm. and then we'll take it from there. So there's certainly a, part of this includes some um, potential changes on the zoning side, and they have statutory requirements they have to meet. So as, at the same time, our corporate finance team is working on this notion or the, uh, the item of uh, taxation. So there's a number of pieces that need to come together. And once we get it back, to, back in front of our committee, we'll understand the interests of our elected officials on how we move forward. And that's going to help inform some of these other, other components. All right, Tracy. Well, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Kelly. Great Cheers. talking to you. Have a great day.